This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. And then everyone said, Jabroni. (laughs) (laughs) Jabroni, J-A-B-R-O-N-I, X-Y-Z, A-B-C. Oh, it doesn't matter, you spell Jabroni. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast. BJ Cruz here with my tag team partner, the vegan birthday boy himself, the incomparable Jeremy Loss. Jay, a belated happy birthday. What is up, my dude? Um, thank you for that. Um, not a whole bunch. I am going vegan for my at least the first month Ooh. of being Ooh. 33, and it is trying, especially because on my birthday, I woke up and my wife said, she'll, she'll make me breakfast. I was like, Oh, great. Thank you. Um, and she made me breakfast and then proceeded to make herself bacon at the same time. <laughs> so I'm eating vegan sausage while she is eating crunchy, crispy, smelling great bacon. Well, l- um, let me ask you this first that, that I'm sure is the question that everyone is wondering. Why did you start on your birthday? Why not go the day after? It was just, I don't know. I was, just, I was like, ah, oh, might as well start on my birthday and, I don't even know why I'm doing this, to be honest with you. There's like literally like no reason behind it. Like I it's I eat meat. I ate meat for a long time. It's not like I'm fighting for animal rights or anything. I just wanted to try a different kind of diet. And I thought vegan diet for a while there in high school, I was vegetarian and I tried veganism and it lasted maybe three days. I was like, this is too fucking hard. Yeah. So I'm like determined to at least make it 30 days. I went out and bought days. a whole bunch of shit. Um, I had I tried oat milk for the first time. Oat milk is bomb. It's good. It's really good. I really it's enjoy so it. damn good. It's... Um, so that might be my jam going forward. Yeah. Okay. Like all time. So well. Um, I also just realized like I just found vegan ice cream. So I'm gonna try that tonight. Oh, there you go. Wow. You see, you're doing good then. So you you know off to a rough start, but you figured it out. Yeah. It's also really expensive. This stuff is not cheap. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 not. <laughs> so best of Especially luck with that. When, like we're still buying groceries for like the rest of the family because they're not doing this with me. It's sure, just me. So, and it's so a like, solo venture. We have like we have double grocery grocery bills right now. So it's it's a it's a bit of a challenge. Well, yeah, you you'll rise up to it. I, I believe in you. How how many days left? Like twenty six days. Twenty twenty. I got I got some time. Days? It's been like three days. So. <laughs> <laughs> it well, felt like a month. <laughs> to all our to all our vegan listeners uh send jeremy some tips on how to uh you know convert to the lifestyle i'm sure he'll appreciate it uh we are of course brought to you by the blue wire network and our friends over at betonline.ag don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts and if you're one of our fantastic apple podcast users please 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 rate us five stars on apple Podcasts. and if you're feeling spicy leave a review and our spotify people hit us with that follow Help us climb those Spotify charts. We need that Spotify Joe Rogan bag. So please let us help like climb those charts. Make, make sure you also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Ben got me a really nice camera for my birthday. And I look at that crystal clear. You can see clear. my beautiful face. So uh, make sure you choose subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get to look at our beautiful faces and hear the sultry sound of our voices as well. Make sure that you also subscribe or follow us on social at Two Jabronis Pod on Twitter and on Instagram and within the BR app. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy A. Loss and you can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. Though I'm not sure you want to follow Ben right now because he's on a hot take of 
Giannis, Giannis needs the Warriors more than the Warriors need Giannis. No, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Don't throw that on me. That was our friend and first sponsor of the show, Nick Yokoyama. He's the one who oh, put it out true. there. That's true. I, no, no, no. I, you, you went along with it, though. Of course I'm going to go along with it. <laughs> Why wouldn't I go along? That's, that's a great take. It's not a great take. It's a hilarious take. Uh, but I will... I, who who are we if we don't ride along with a crazy take? I'm gonna laugh every so, so hard often. when like you guys are pushing for Giannis for the longest time, and the Lakers are just gonna swoop in and make him the, oh, the, yeah. the start alongside yeah. AD. It's I'm gonna sh- have. I'm sure he's headed to the Lakers. That's uh, that's not a pipe dream at all. Um, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! I do I do see a world though where the Warriors pursue Giannis and end up with someone like Pascal Siakam, which. Uh, not mad at you act like that's a downgrade though. He's been pretty tra- He was pretty trash tonight. I'll tell you, I, I don't want to turn this into an NBA podcast, but I have family still in Toronto. Um, they are ready to trade this man. <laughs> I, what my cousin posted it on his Instagram story. My first response was number two in Wiggins for, for Pascal. He was, he said, LOL. He posted it again today during the game before they won said trade, trade Pascal. I responded, lowered the offer. I just said, number two, straight up. Who says no? <laughs> so I, as as he sucks more and people get more mad, uh, his trade value decreases, which is fantastic for all of us. All right. I, that, that We went on a basketball tangent. Sorry, two hoop heads. This is, uh, this is what our, our group text consists of. Uh, yep. But it is now finally time because we have a big, big weekend of wrestling ahead of us. So, Lock up on me. Oh, yeah. Let's... Stick to wrestling. And we should talk about it. I think we should stick to wrestling. And for this week's stick to wrestling segments, we're talking all out. Uh, AEW's second biggest pay-per-view of the year? Biggest pay-per-view? Like, wh- First of all, where do, where do you stack I it? Consider, I, consi- I consider it to be their WrestleMania. Though really? Khan appears to believe that Double or Nothing is their, their WrestleMania. That's, that's... I've always thought like all out, considering this is a it is birthed out of all in that this is their quote unquote, the WrestleMania, but it is one of their top two pay-per-views. It's this and double or nothing. Um, and this is a monster monster card. We were just talking about this before we started recording that this card has what? Nine matches on it, which nine is matches, probably one or two, one or two, probably on the buy-in. Um, still, still a lot of matches, but I, I got to agree with Tony Khan. I think Double or Nothing is their WrestleMania, uh, just because, just because of how they debuted it the first time, right? Because All In was fantastic. It was still, it was still very much that was an indie show, right? It was a glorified right. indie show, uh, and then when they converted it to All Out, you know, under the AEW umbrella, it kind of, I don't know if it lived in that shadow, but Double or Nothing, the first Double or Nothing was so memorable, right? Like they crowned the first champion. Mox debuted, yeah. uh, you know, so there, there was just so much that happened at that event where I think that is now the the top show for the brand. But, you know, that being said, All Out is going to be basically if WrestleMania is the double or nothing for AW, All Out is the SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Right. Yeah. And, and kind of in ter- terms of proximity. Time-wise, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Yep. Exactly. Time-wise, that makes, that, that makes a ton of sense. And um, I think you make a good point. Also, I don't know if you heard Tony Khan said that like double or nothing kicked the shit out of WrestleMania this year, which I don't think is that, I don't think it's that crazy of a statement. It's, mm, it's, it's a, it's a take. I would still say it's a hot take to say, and, and he, he, he also acknowledged the fact that he said that to grab headlines and to make news, right? Because everyone's going to gravitate toward that, whether you're a WWE stand an AEW stand or just a wrestling stand in general, uh, you're you're going to ha- feel a certain way about that quote. So he, that was a very smart thing for him to say because the verbiage yeah. is what makes it interesting, right? He didn't say Double or Nothing was better. He didn't say Double or Nothing was pretty good compared to WrestleMania. He said kicked WrestleMania's ass. So yeah. it's, it's pretty strong language coming from someone who's comparing themselves to a competitor. But, you know, it, it's, I still think it's a hot take because I actually think WrestleMania was pretty solid this year. Double or Nothing was also pretty good. But um, you know, we'll 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 see. Uh, SummerSlam was really good this year. So we'll see how All Out compares. One, yeah, this one's going to be tough to actually ma- match SummerSlam cuz that was one of the 
I, and we talked about this uh, a couple shows ago. Like that was one of the more memorable summer slams that I can remember mm-hmm. uh, more memorable ones in, in recent times. So, um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this kind of stacks up. Let's just dive into this. We'll work our way from the preview show yep. up to the main event. Yeah, let's do it. Um, kicking off the show. And this actually got a lot of heat to the fact that this is on the pre-show and not on the main card. But now that we learned certain aspects of what this match is going to entail, it makes a lot of sense for it to be on the pre-show. It is the Britt Baker versus Big Swole tooth and nail match. Um, This is Britt Baker's return, but it is also a cinematic match that, get this, is taking place in Britt Baker's dentist office. And which is, by the way, when I first heard they were facing off in a cinematic match, my first instinct before I even heard about the tooth and nail stipulation was, oh, it would be hilarious if they just wrestled it in a dentist office, like preferably Britt Baker's dentist office. And then once yeah. more details started to come out, I was like, oh, they're really doing it. So it was one of those things where like, I felt like I spoke it into existence, even though I probably didn't. It you was, went full of our ball on it. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um, so that means it's going to fail. I'm just kidding. It's not. It's probably going to be. <laughs> no, like I'm I'm actually looking like I'm really looking forward to this because I actually think their feud has been pretty good. It's been good. Considering that yeah. Britt Baker has been out. Um, and I think this is your time. All things considered, and I really like Big Swole, I think here is where you put Britt Baker on the rocket ship. And you start that trans- that that movement towards the title because she's been so good with her injury. I know that she's probably not 100%. Um, so it makes a lot of sense to still slow play it. But I think you need to start having her work her way towards the top because, to be honest, and I think this is a, a, a fair criticism for AEW, and I think a lot of people share the sentiment is they've done really, they haven't really done enough when it comes to the women's division. Right. They haven't showcased it enough. They haven't put their talent, their, their champions over. They haven't put the talent over as much. And I think Britt Baker um, along with Sheeta are the ones to really take this division to the next level. I think what Britt Baker has been doing in the past year um, has been phenomenal. And I think now is the time to really start elevating her towards that main event picture. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is going to be her coming out party yet, though, just because of you you mentioned it, she's not 100%. And I think she's still pretty injured. And the cinematic match will allow AEW and Britt and Big Swole to kind of cover up for that, right? So they'll, they'll film this beforehand. They can take a bunch of takes and just mm-hmm. play to the strengths of Britt physically, like what she can do. Because I don't think she can do everything. I think if she was... 100% healthy, or she just had the broken nose, I think she's rocking in the ring in a live match, right? And this is this is not a cinematic match. So um, I think everything you said thereafter is probably true in that but like, it's skyrocketing her. But I, I don't know if it's this match that's going to... Or, or maybe it's this match that leads to another match with Big Soul that will then take her, you know, start taking her to yeah. the top. I mean, for, for, for AEW, the benefit is they don't have a lot of pay-per-views where they have to continue to book feuds and like keep things moving month to month. Yeah. It's a good point. Like they can kickstart this and have it go. And then you can have the payoff at double or nothing. Like they don't have very many pay-per-views in between. They may have one or two, um, quote unquote pay-per-views that probably air on dynamite, but like they can, they can really drag it out because they don't have to lean into it. Like they don't have to force it. So I think you can at least start it here. Right. Let's who, move on. Who, well, who do you uh, have in this match before we move on? Britt Baker. You're going Britt. I'm also going Britt. Uh, despite the uh, the injuries and the the we- the weird name, tooth and nail match. It's a uh, that that just I hate going to the dentist. So that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Just yeah. I, I mean, there's gonna be uh, with it being a, a cinematic match. There's gonna be shenanigans. I can see Britt Baker getting the win here in some like yep. devious fashion. Um, Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. Um, this is going to be just a spot fest, to be honest with you. Like this is going to be all over the place, which I love because that's what I love about Young Bucks matches. Yeah, <laughs> um, Bucks win here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I I was less than fully intrigued with how they ended things with this with this match setup um, on the Go Home Show of Dynamite, and I mean, I guess. Just in general, a little side tangent. The go home show for Dynamite and for All Out was it was less than stellar. It had, it had its moments, and we'll, I think one storyline in particular was able to be built out. But the rest, eh, only okay. 
Um, yeah. I mean, this match is going to be good. The storyline, the build to it hasn't been as good as you would like, probably for a Bucks match. Um, and the Jurassic Express, two teams who are extremely good at what they do, extremely over with everyone. Uh, I just wish the build was a little bit better. But yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Bucks on this. They need to kind of get so, back on track. So my thinking in this is this like a springboard for the Bucks because obviously we and we can jump into this right away, even though it's out of order. But I think this kind of they they go hand in hand together. You have this match, and then you had the tag team match, the tag team title match with Omega Page and FTR. Do you think this is a springboard? Because we have to have we have to get to Bucks FTR. That is a match we've all been waiting for for years. Right. Is this a springboard where FTR wins the belts? Because I think they have think to get it off win. of Omega and Page. Yeah. They have to. Um, and we have the Bucks, and then that's the feud that we go with. Well, my only question to that is when is their match? Because the next big pay-per-view technically isn't. I mean, there's obviously going to have other pay-per-views, right? Like the 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 less than, <laughs> the big yeah. two. So obviously you would like this match to have been either here at All Out, which I think is what we thought would happen when FTR first debuted. I legit thought this was going to be the main event. Right. And But now, can you milk this to double or nothing? I, I, I don't know. You can. Like I, I think what you can do is like you can hint towards the feud and have this kind of brewing mm-hmm. while FTR kind of defends the belts probably against some random tag teams and just have the Bucks just kind of there, like just kind of chilling sure. right right underneath them. But I think eventually you have to get to this probably a double or nothing. Uh, I think both teams win. I think FTR definitely comes out of this with the belts. I think they are getting billed the way that they should have been billed in WWE. Um, they are being billed as one of the best tag teams. And I think we are headed towards the breakup that I've been waiting for for the longest effing time, Omega and Paige. And though I'm a little confused as to what is going on with them. It's it's really confusing. I mean, the go-home show didn't really do much to clarify that because now it looks like Kenny's going to turn fully on on Paige, right? Like before... Go back to the cleaner. They had, yeah, they'd been setting it up where Hangman was definitely going to turn. Kind of left us hanging, no pun intended. But it was, um, it was, it was a little disappointing that they. I think they waited too long to pull the trigger on Page or on this turn in general. And now we're yeah. left in this weird space where it's like, now it looks like Kenny's going to turn, turn back to the cleaner, which is fine, which is great. Like I'm all for that. But the way that they kind of ended things on dynamite was a little bizarre and it wasn't as clear as I, I I would have liked it to be. Yeah. Is all. Yeah. I mean, I'm just a little confused. I agree with you. I think they've waited too long with this. Like this should have happened months ago and we could have had really something special out of here. And maybe you, you, you would have had your natural baby face in, in hangman and then your, your heel and Kenny Omega and that's your feud going forward. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think maybe that's still the feud going forward, but it just feels a little bit more muddled right now. Yeah. Um, so it- it's not a perfect situation, but I think FTR winning the belts is the is the right call. Oh, absolutely. Just, that frees up the tag division to be refreshed um, because their tag div- division is great, but at times, like especially with Omega and Paige holding the belts for so long, it kind of got stale until FTR kind of get- got into the picture. So now we're back into where like, I'm I'm personally really rejuvenated about this tag team division. I think there can be some really special matchups outside of the Bucks FTR. I think there's some really great things kind of brewing. Oh yeah, out. I mean they're the thing about their tag team division is like they're deep, right? It's like incredibly deep. FTR can defend the the belts against Private Party. They can defend the belts against SCU, Best Friends. Like the the list there is kind of endless, and that will give you time to really set up the Bucks FTR match, which. Uh, which is going to be a banger. It's going to be yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a. a money it's going to be like, oh God, I can't wait for that match. I was really hoping that it was going to come sooner rather than later, but I'll. T- I mean, I guess good things come to those who wait. Um, let's move on to Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match, which is essentially a last man standing match. Yep. Though the other stipulation is is if Matt Hardy loses, he must leave AEW. So in that sense, I don't think he loses. I mean, yeah, I'm going. I'm going with Matt here, or they put Sammy over, and Matt will just convert to. So Matt Hardy has to lose, or Matt Hardy has to leave. I'm sorry, but what? Uh, oh, but what version broken? of him? 
has to leave. Oh, that is a good nugget there. Yeah, I mean, that's smart. I mean, then these broke... two guys have beaten the shit out of each other this whole thing. Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know if you read all this stuff about Sammy catching heat. For, for throwing the chair? For throwing the chair at Matt. Matt's head, yeah. busting him wide open. Um, so it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I'm picking Sammy here despite the stipulation because I do think there, there'll be some way for them to work around that language of having to leave AEW. Um, and he'll just convert to one of the other many, many versions of himself yeah. that he has. That's a good point. Yeah, I think this match is going to be incredible. I think Sammy, outside of his issues um, away from the ring, is a bona fide superstar for AEW um, and can really do some great things. And I think this is this could be the moment where he kind of elevates. Um, though I'm wondering, at what point does... Uh, it's funny because we all... I, Every time it seems like we talk, I always talk about some like a faction or somebody breaking up. Like, at what point do you start looking at Sammy or Jake Hager or um, uh, Santana and Ortiz leaving the inner circle? Ooh, I mean, I think if you had to power rank it of who would leave first, ideally it's Sammy, right? Because he has the highest ceiling of everyone in that group. Yeah, uh, in terms of being like organization, like the next superstar for AEW, right? Like him and MJF should be carrying the company kind of moving forward because they are that good. And mm-hmm. they're also on the younger side. Right. So I think, you know, power ranking, it would have to be him. Then uh, Santana and Ortiz, then Hager kind of in that order, because I feel like Hager has in essence become like a diesel to to Chris Jericho's HBK, right? Okay, like, hold on. Wait a second. You did not just throw out Jake Hager is becoming. Oh no, 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 I'm just saying he's just like he's he's playing that role of like a bodyguard. He's not Diesel. Don't, don't listen, we're not doing that. We're not doing that today. I'm just saying he's playing that okay. role for Jericho okay. right now. I was ready to drive to San Jose and start throwing fisticuffs. I, I, I'm not throwing. Look at this. I'm wearing a, a Shawn Michaels HBK. This okay. is my guy, and and Diesel's also one of my guys. I would never disrespect it. I'm just saying the role that Hager's playing lately. Seems to be more of a bodyguard role, as opposed to oh, how about this? He's like the uh, the Tomko to, to Jericho's Christian. You like that one? Okay, there you go. Okay, there you go. So yes, yeah. I scaled it we back. can't be throwing out legend legendary right. uh, bodyguards here. I think I was looking at my shirt too much, and I was like, man, Shawn Michaels on the brain, you know? So uh, man, I apologize. We, I apologize. Can we just riff on how good Diesel was back in the mid nineties? Diesel was he was fantastic. He was so damn good. Yeah. The music, Na- the look, and then Na- Nash in general. By the way, side tangent. This is just a tangent. Nash in general, I think he's really underrated. He was he was yes. phenomenal, phenomenal, yes. phenomenal career. Uh, and he just does he just doesn't get talked about enough. I think personally, he's one of the all time great big men. Oh no, he, he yeah, ab- absolutely, and he still doesn't get the love that I think he deserves. Right. And, it's 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 almost a shame. Obviously, he was part of some shitty stuff toward the end of WCW, like the Finger Poke of Doom, which you know we we like to kind of bury in terms of memories and stuff like that. But he he just the amount of I mean, literally him and uh, Scott Hall invading WCW changed the business for changed the course of wrestling history. And it's like he's had his finger, he's had his hands in so many different memorable moments that I, I think just doesn't go noticed enough. And I think he's, he is outside of being one of the better, the greater big man's like, he's excellent on the mic. Oh, he was nimble as a big man. So Everything good. about him was excellent. His moveset was what struck me as a kid. It was just like, it was yeah. so fluid and it made sense. Yeah. All his moves made a whole lot. Jackknife was an incredible finisher. I always separated the jackknife from a power bomb. I know it's a jackknife power bomb, but the violence of the jackknife was just always on a separate level. Also, me. great name. Oh, e- elite name. All right, we've great name. We've diverted. <laughs> that was our that was our right, let's, uh, let's Kevin Nash <laughs> tangent for the show. Let's let's move yeah. on to All right, uh, let's move on to the Dark Order versus Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares. I think this is an eight man tag. Um, this feels like a dynamite match. I'm not gonna. I'm it not does, gonna... but this also feels like Cody's coming back. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he has to. Like, his best friend is involved. His brother's involved. The faction that took his title. Yeah. Which, by the way, so, TNT title not on the line in this card. Little, little. Is that is is it mean like that can only be challenged? Like you can only defend it on TNT. 
That'd be weird. That'd be weird if that was. But no, he defended it at um at the the, the he defended it at the last pay per view. So that, that, Which one? That's negated. Didn't he defend? No, no. I'm sorry, not the last. Pay- he defended this at um at double or nothing against Lance Archer. He won it at double or nothing. Oh, it was the tournament. That's right. Okay, it was the. And then every the other time, it's been defended on TNT. Oh God, I hope it's not. I don't know there. if that's a. I'm just guessing here, but that um, would be really dumb. Also, this match, Dark Order's winning, and Cody comes back and does some shit. Oh. Oh no! This fancy booking alert. You have you have fancy. We booking? need to have a button because I have a I have a thought. <laughs> okay, shoot, hit me. Cody joins Dark Order. I I knew that's where you're going. I saw the look <laughs> in your eyes, and I wasn't opposed to it. But no, he's he was low key teasing kind of a heel turn, right? Yeah, let's do it. Like or like his his arrogance has been building a little bit during this open challenge. So yeah, I'm all about it. Let's get weird. Let's have Cody join the Dark Order. Who I'm fucking cares? Yeah, I'm 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 all about it. I could I mean the Dark Order sucks. We need to make them we need to make them like the relevant. Dark Order sucks. Brody Lee is great. I love Brody Lee. I'm all in. Yeah, he's pretty good. And like I will say like the segment that they had when they beat up Cody. That was great. Um, after, it was, it was good, great. Good segment. But now I just want to see Cody in the Dark Order, even though Cody is part of the part of the elite. I still want to see it. I want to see some crazy stuff. I want to see something interesting. Yeah. Um twenty man twenty 21 man casino battle royale match gotta get that extra person in don't don't leave that one person out i know aew championship opportunity i don't even know who's in this match to be honest with you i think well they uh they showed everyone on the go home show and you know aside from like brian cage who kind of makes sense as the next challenger but he's already he already did that right there's i feel like we're gonna get a surprise entrant that that's Have what they, I think. Okay, let me see. Someone yeah. off the board because, as uh, as as much as a fan I am of like Sean Spears and you know the, who who else was in the ring like there's Lance Archer was in there and I I don't see them. Let's say like MJF wins the title. I don't know if you know we're we're really clamoring to see any of that. So yeah. I I think it's gonna be a surprise entrant. For uh, for the winner of the battle royal, or it's gonna be Brian Cage again. That's <laughs> just uh, they, they've kind of just said. I'm that trying up. to pull it up. I'm trying to pull up those names here because I really want to know who's in it. Um, because for some reason I just don't. Like, it can't be Brian Cage again because you're gonna have a heel win the title. Spoiler alert for our discussion our in a little there. while. Yeah. So it has to be a face. Is this the time that you have Darby win it? Ooh, but. I mean, Darby's he's had a title shot already. I mean, that wouldn't be the worst pick. That wouldn't be the worst win for someone. So, yeah, well, Darby's a good call. I actually like that because they've they've also been isolating him um, in terms of the focus of the match, right? Like he he crashed the party at the you know on the on the go home show. So Darby MJF, that you know, I I could get into some of that. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. I can get into that. Um, we had the AEW Women's Championship match between Hikaru Shida and uh, and I think she's the NWA champion. NWA Women's Champion, yeah. yeah. Thunder, Thunder Rosa. Rosa. Uh, I think you have to have... I mean, this match is going to be good. It's going to be really good. Shida's awesome. Thunder Rosa's great. Um, I mean, if they really want to put like Thunder Rosa over, I don't know what her contract situation is. I don't know if this is a one-time thing or if she's actually joining AEW. Yeah, I don't either. It's it's, it's have her win weird. it. Oh, you have her be the double champ. Oh, interesting. I I'm I kind of like that. They need to do something to spice up this women's division. Yes. Also, this so- is another. I'm making another call. Please change the belt. Give them a real belt. Not. Oh, you don't like the mini belt? No, I. I don't. It just doesn't <laughs> it it doesn't feel important because of literally it looks tiny. It looks like a wristwatch. Like give yeah. them if you want if you want the women's division to be taken seriously in AEW, which is something they've they've constantly promoted, constantly talked about, and yet they haven't given it the proper amount of time on TV. They kind of default it to, you know, dark a lot. Like, give them a real belt. Give give us a reason to focus on the women's division, right? It's it's just a little, 
it's a little counterproductive to what they've been trying to say about the women's division in AEW. And I think it starts with the belt. Like, make the belt yeah. feel important. Yeah, I mean, it looked great when I was on Reho, but now it's it's a little too... too Even small. then, I was still very anti, like, that's the belt? Like, that? Yeah. Come on. So, if they really wanted to throw a wrench into the women's division, and I'm on fantasy booking alert right now, so you're going to get some shit out of me in these next few... This new camera has got here. you fantasy booking left and right. I'm just, like, I'm, like, thinking about things, like, this is a big show... They need to spark the women's division, and there's just one gigantic women's wrestler just sitting out there without a job who could really bring some star power um, to all elite wrestling. I don't know how they feel about her personally, but there is a one Tessa Blanchard out there. Right. She's, that, she's sitting out there. Although, I forgot who we talked to about this. I think a or sorry WWE has her firmly in their sights oh she's yeah i don't know where things stand with her oh yeah yeah. i have no idea this is not this is just me fantasy booking like i think for her she would be the immediate a star for the women's division within aew um granted i think there's better matches for her in, in wwe but i don't know how well she'd be booked there um but that's just me fantasy booking. Outside of that, I think Thunder Rosa wins because I want to see. Sure, no, that, that's that's a good call. I'm, I'm I'm with you on that. By the way, the thought of a Tessa Blanchard, Britt Baker program, thumbs up, giving that a thumbs up on the old YouTube's. You for for the visual visual listeners. I mean, Tessa was part of All In, so you know, right? So sign me up for for some of that. All right, our uh, the match I, I might be looking forward to the most. This is my main event. I might clock out like after this is over. Um, Literally, because, because you you probably drink a bunch of mimosas during this match. Well, I've been uh, drinking, so I got a new like batch of Truly. It's like a ber- mixed berry. Oh, there you go. Box of Truly, and it has some of the most delicious flavors. And I've been hammering them, so there's a chance that I might be blacked out on Truly <laughs> on Saturday night watching this, and it might come around this mimosa match, which is Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. With so, the wildest stipulation I've ever heard of in my right, life. Right, talk us talk us through this for everyone who hasn't so, caught up. You can win by pinfall, submission, of course, of course, or by throwing your opponent into a vat of mimosa. I some may consider that a loss. I consider that a big win. <laughs> Depends because, on how like how long has that mimosa been sitting there? True. It, it, warm champagne, not good. Warm orange juice, also not good. Warm mimosas, not good. But. If they can keep that bad boy even a little cold, throw some ice in there. Throw some ice. Oh, I don't. I mean, as long as it's clean ice. Th- look, we're, we've died. <laughs> the point I is, mean, the mimosa is going to be dirty. Like, does sure? Would you drink? The, okay, so another question for you: If you were thrown into a vat of mimosa, would you try to drink your way out? Uh, I mean, it depends how deep. You know, I, I'm assuming this is going to be like a kiddie pool sized amount of mimosa. Because anything beyond that seems dangerous. I and can't that seems swim. Like a lot of champagne. So this is my nightmare, right? To be thrown into any body of water or liquid where I can't, or getting out is not a certainty. But if it's a kiddie pool of mimosa, I, 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 I you're fine. You can't drown. Just have a just couple start sips. swimming in it and swimming and just, it. Yeah. You got you to embrace it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, if it's an Olympic sized swimming pool full of mimosa, no, I'm out. I'm out on that. It's uh, also it's gonna be like that's gonna be like a so I don't know if you've ever like so when we worked at BR we had a champagne room one year for Christmas and it was like we celebrated <laughs> that room's never been like, the same won a championship yeah and I don't know if you've ever like I still remember the smell of stale champagne it's brutal kind of lingering on my body oh it yeah is the worst smell on the planet it's disgusting so but they have showers there they'll be fine. You know, you just gotta, you gotta, but you'll like, you'll have like sticky champagne, like in your pits or like in your ass crack. Like it's going to be be, weird, (laughs) but you will be part of the, this has to be the, the only mimosa mayhem match in history, right? So they're making history on Saturday. They're making history, but this, this needs to be something they do every year uh, because it's an incredible (laughs) stipulation. Yeah, it is. It's it's fantastic. I'm fully prepared to see Chris Jericho take, the bump of the century into the vat of mimosa. Right. I will be highly disappointed if there's a pinfall or submission, unless the pinfall or submission takes place in the vat 
of momentum. Okay. Yes, I like that. But if the pinfall is Orange Cassidy taking a, a Judas effect into the mimosa, oh, I may that. stop watching wrestling. I'm out on that. I am. I'm very. I can't out. do. I can't do the Judas effect. Me neither. We've. Uh... There's very. There's a lot of things about Jericho right now that I cannot do. <laughs> but he's so good. He's so good. He's very job. good. I love the Codebreaker. I love the Walls of Jericho. Did you, did you happen to see that Codebreaker that I put up on social? Today? Oh yeah. Joey Janela sold the damn shit near out of that. Killed Joey Janela. Uh, that was that was fantastic. But yeah, I mean, I think this is this is the time to really. I mean, I mean, they're already putting Orange Cassidy over, but now is the time to really just like, all right, here you go. Maybe this. So this is a little like this could be something too. This is your your baby face to face MJF. Like you need a baby face. Like you're, the they're going to do a rematch between Mox and MJF after MJF wins the title. Um, but I think Orange Cassidy can be that second wave of babyface that you need because he's he's so over and he's been having an incredible uh, program with Jericho. Yeah, and I think he wins here to really elevate him to the next level. And I I would love 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 to see MJF Orange Cassidy for the title. I mean, I think he's proven that he can hang in a big storyline, right? So I'm I'm yeah. absolutely absolutely with that and. MJF versus Orange Cassidy, like that feud in of itself is, se- and that's pro- might be around the time, like even bigger crowds are coming back. I'm in, like, take my money. You know what I mean? So, yeah. all about a potential Orange Cassidy MJF feud. All right, let's transition to the final match of All Out. We've got the AEW title on the line, the champion, John Moxley, defending against the. One of the best wrestlers on the mic ever already at such a young age, MJF. And we've alluded to this kind of leading up to this this match specifically. MJF is winning this bad boy. Right? Like this 110%. is where you this, this is where you make a, a megastar. This is where you do it. Yep. And Mox this is like your, this is your, and Mox is I think Mox is ready to He's ready to get him it over. To yeah. Mox is all over. about good stories. He's all about good characters. He's going to do it. Yep. He can put him over, take some time off, and then come back and face him again. And then we can potentially do Orange Cassidy MJF at double or nothing. Or we can do Orange Cassidy MJF in the meantime and do the Moxley rematch at double or nothing. It doesn't matter. Um, either way, I think those two matches set up well. But MJF needs the belt. I think they need to transition the belt back to a heel that's going to be there consistently um that could carry the first like i'm not trying to dog moxley here he can do it all too yeah but i think what you can do with mjf is really have him carry 30 minutes of the show like you can literally just say go out there and fucking talk you just hold the belt and like rip people yeah just yeah. be an asshole yeah and carry it for 30 minutes and there you go that's it um i think he just separates himself in that way and I think he would draw so many eyes on the people that just want to see him get his ass kicked. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so many people would watch. I think that was a big draw. And it's a loose comparison, but like people would watch Floyd Mayweather fights, not only for the fact that he was a great boxer, but they just wanted to see him. They wanted to see if he can get his ass kicked. Right. Jim Cocker, he was a great talker. People loved to listen to him, but people trying to like watch not only because he was a great fighter, but they like people want to see if he can get his ass kicked. Like, right. And that's what MJF is going to do. He's going to pull you in because you're going to want to see him get his ass kicked. And that's so special that you have to put the belt on him. And let him carry your show for the next six, seven, eight, nine months. Yeah. Um, and also see what you get out of him. See what you got. Cause you don't know if you have a main event player, you, you know, you have a really great heel, but you don't know if he is the superstar that you're hoping that he is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, Mox has been, I think he's been really, really good as champion. I think their first two champions have been really, really good, right? Jericho to Mox. I think this is just the transition that makes the most sense for right now. And especially with fans coming back, uh, you know, obviously in small pockets, but MJF is, is that dude right now. And he's... It also gets them out of that shadow of every champ that they have is a former WWE's. Right, exactly. This creates their first organic star. That's yep. just theirs. That's just their champion. So yeah. now's the time to do it. And uh, it's going to be on a very, very big platform. 
you know, at all out, but it is time. It is time for, uh, he's, uh, by the way, if anyone hasn't seen the MJF interview that he did with our boy, Chris Van Vliet, please check that out. It is one of the funniest interviews I've seen in life. He takes room service in the middle of it. Uh, it is not room service. He, he, he takes, he answers the, no, it is room service. He answers the door for yeah, room service it. during it. Oh, it's, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. So, uh, man, all out. It's going to be, it's going to be a great show. Um, I'm really into this. It's going to be a lot of wrestling, but we just had, you know, a little brisk payback last week, you know, a little two and a half hour joint. So I'm ready for, uh, I'm ready to strap in for four hours. It's a long weekend too, so we can can just really enjoy a night of wrestling. Yeah. Um, One thing that I am not enjoying um, and we're shifting gears here pretty suddenly, but like the Iconics are no more. And I'm, oh, I'm you're Harper. you're really upset about this. I spent the like 15 minutes before we went on before we started recording just watching old videos of the Iconics backstage ripping people. It's a great the video. segments that yeah. they, the segments that they had the digital only segments that they had where they would walk backstage and just talk to random wrestlers about yes. how they were the longest reigning tag team champions or their belts or, or talking to Kathy Kelly or some of the most fu- like the funniest segments that WWE has put together. Um, I think they're naturals in what they do. I honestly, this isn't the end of them in WWE. So I don't know why I'm talking about in like the past sense, but like, I just really like them as a tag team. I thought they were really great as the tag team champions. And now I think is the opportunity for them to really push Peyton Royce as a single star, because I think she has that it factor. She was a single star in yeah. NXT and she was really great. Yep. Now you can really push her as a singles competitor, especially on like within raw where they desperately need singles wrestlers to go against Alska. So, I mean, I'm all for them getting us a, a singles push. I'm just t- sad that they are forced to break up as a tag team. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a bummer, but this, if the silver lining is Peyton Royce is getting that push, that big push, that big singles push, sign me up for that. You know, yeah. and that's no shade of Billy Kay. She's also phenomenal. She's iconic, but um, uh, but and she'll you know she'll still have opportunities to do that. Maybe you split the show, you split them on the shows, right? Like I'm not saying Billy Kay shouldn't challenge for a title ever, but it might be time to kind of just split them to Raw and SmackDown and kind of have them pursue these individual title titles. I don't, I don't think Billy Kay is a good enough in, in-ring wrestler to challenge for a title to be in a title match. I actually really like her prospects more as a commentator. I think she'd be hilarious Interesting. in the booth. Like NXT or Raw, SmackDown, just any any of the three yeah, shows? Yeah, I think she'd be fucking hilarious. Like Those segments, she she breaks people every single time. Oh, she, she does. She's hilarious. She's very charismatic. She I feel like she improvs really, really well. She thinks yeah. really fast on her feet. So I'm with that. I'm with that idea. I'm not trying to say like she can't wrestle. She can 100% wrestle. Yeah. She can go and like she can do work in the ring. I just think Peyton is a step above her when it comes to in-ring work. Sure. And I think Billy makes that up when it comes to the mic skills because her mic skills are hilarious and they're great. Oh, so, she's a natural in the mic. It's crazy. So, I mean, they both have a, a really um, bright future in the company. I think they can both do really good things yep. if booked correctly and given the chance. Um. I just don't like seeing the tag team go away. I, really I just, I, what I didn't like most about it was the way they went out. They it had came like out of no, no time, right? Like, this, yeah. And that stipulation, like, you either get a tag team title shot or you need to break up. A little random, a little yeah, weird. Super random. And so I didn't love the way that they went about it. Like, that's fine if you wanted to do it. There was, I mean, they sprinkled, you know, hints that it might come. Earlier, you know, Billy Kay slapped Peyton Royce, you know, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and you're like, oh, they might do this. And that's fine if you want to have, the, you know, your classic turn, you break up a tag team. This was just a strange way to do it. And especially WWE social kind of hopping on that too, being like, this is the end of an era, and they're kind of they're they're flashing back to all their moments together. It was it was a little strange, but again, if if we get Peyton Royce in her singles run, all all about it. Yeah, so we'll, I mean, we'll see. Um, another thing that we wanted to touch base on really quick was the the four man Ironman match on Tuesday. Um, unfortunately, I haven't got a chance to fully watch that match yet. Well, yeah, um, it's an hour long. 
It's a but lot, it's I a lot did of see the finish. Yep. I did see the finish. I do know what happens. And and to be honest, I'm a little disappointed at the fact that they could not pull the trigger on just making a decision of who wins. Sure. And they're carrying this out to another match. Sure. Like you have an hour. Um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they did not do overtime like they usually do. No, because so, they they were the show was out of time, literally. Yeah, it's just like I so think that's it wasn't, a mistake. It wasn't on a pay-per-view where you can, you know, if they're running it on the network, they have all the leeway that they need. With USA, as much time as they give WWE, they're still kind of a and hard then they gotta stop. get to those NCIS remakes or uh, it's Law and Order SVU, and you need to get it right. Okay, <laughs> pay some but, respects. But yeah, I, I think it was a. I don't like the fact that they basically used utilized a an Iron Man match for a stepping stone. Right. Yeah. Those yeah. matches are significant. Granted, like these are really four great workers, and the match that we're getting out of it is going to be incredible. Oh, it's going to be a banger! Like let's let's but yeah, let's. I'm trying to focus I, on that. It's going to be a banger. I don't like the fact that they utilize that as a stepping stone. Um, with that said, another big takeaway out of this is like just the performance that AEW and NXT are having on separate nights, and the benefits that they're they're both reaping. Like NXT did a really great number on Tuesday, and they're doing another Tuesday show this upcoming week. Yep. Like at what point do they just say like, all right, fuck it, we're going on separate nights? Like it's it's, to I benefit think, both of us. I feel like the other company is waiting for the other company to go first. You know what I mean? Where it's like we're they're playing chicken with each other almost, where they want the other the other company to have to switch, and then it it has this illusion of like a power play. So right. let's say yeah, so. I think that's what's going to happen. I think eventually they're both seeing the benefits of being on separate nights. There's just more attention, right? There's just, let's forget about wrestling content for a second, right? There's just so much content everywhere. Period. Yeah. TV, on the internet. It's it's just wild. And to, like the Monday Night Wars in the 90s made a whole lot of sense because TV was it, right? Like you had to make a choice. That was your main form of content and your main form of entertainment now like you're not only going against you know aew versus it's not aew versus nxt all the other there's so many other channels out there that are dividing people's attentions and now i think they're starting to see you know it, it doesn't really matter what the other the other side is doing like we, we're competing with much more than them so right if we can up our numbers across you know on a different night and we can pitch that number to advertisers. That's just going to be like screw what the other other side is doing, what the other team is doing. Like we're getting big, we're getting better numbers on a different night. And I think that's that's just what's going to happen. It's just a matter of who goes first. And I, right. Jericho, I think mentioned like he's he's just he <laughs> he put it out there that he wants WWE to quote unquote retreat and you know switch nights. I wouldn't mind it. Like if NXT was just like, we're going to do Tuesdays. The only thing that like kind of sucks is if they do Tuesday nights. That also means like they're going to go against impact and sure. Yeah. 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 I've been getting into impact. Like, yeah. Impact's great. I, I'm in, I'm enjoying Eric Young, right new, uh, new impact champion. So, I mean, the, the fact that like Eric Young and Deanna Ferrazzo are getting their shine, they're getting their flowers. Like it's great to see. And they're actually getting time and really making I, the best out of it. So I, I am upset. They took, the X Division Championship off uh, friend of the show, Chris Bay already. They, it feels like it was we cursed him because like he was on the well, show for a little bit and then he lost the, he belt, lost but, the title like a week or two later. Um, Sorry, Chris. Our bad. But yeah, I mean I think it I think it makes sense for them to move and okay, let's just do like I know that we we kind of bitched about it when this all started, but I think once we kind of realized the the burden that having two shows on Wednesday night kind of causes in life and like just the amount of wrestling that you have right. to even take in one one evening. Like having wrestling on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday is not a bad deal. Yeah, you can kind of spread it out. Uh, it's spread out more so. Um, I, I mean, either way, you're gonna get back to back nights of having to watch wrestling. Right? It's, it's kind of already like that. But it'll, I'll be really, really interested to see who basically acts first. I'm, I'm assuming it's gonna be WWE, uh, just because. You know, AEW kind of has, uh, they have a long leash with, with TNT right now, I believe. I mean, they may even get a second show, like outside right. of Dark. So. Right, right, exactly. So, that, um, I mean, I, let's just move them. <laughs> let's just, we'll make the call. 
we'll call Hunter ourselves and say, look, here, go on Tuesday. It's a lot easier for us. And, and that's all uh, Trips cares about, you know? And we'll call him Trips, too. So we got a nickname. Yeah. He'll be like, oh, we can call, we call him Paul. We'll call him Paul. Yeah, yeah. His Is real that name. a power move if you call him by his real name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine that? Hey, Paul. Like, uh, hey, Paul. Like, I'm going to get on one of those calls. I'm going to drop a Paul on him. He would slap us through the phone. I know. We'd probably get, like, I'd probably get booted faster than I got booted out of Thunderdome. <laughs> Start a new day chant on a, on a, yeah. <laughs> on a media call. Finding ways to get finding ways to get kicked out of WWE media events. That's that's my new gimmick. Um, I think that's all we got tonight. That's it, man. It's it, again, it's gonna be a big, big weekend. It's gonna be incredible. Uh, this all out card on the surface is really, really solid. So everyone enjoy all out on Saturday. Enjoy your long weekends. Uh, hopefully, this pod, if you're going out of town safely. This provided uh, a little hour break uh, from your drive or your flight or wherever you're going. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling spicy, leave a review. And our Spotify people hit us with that follow. Help us climb those Spotify charts. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. I have a brand new camera, so you get to see me nice and clear. There you go. Um, so su- subscribe to that channel. Watch our videos. Like and comment. Do all that good stuff. Make sure that you also follow us on social at 2 Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy A. Loss, and you can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. And before we leave, we wanted to give a quick shout-out to the namesake of this podcast. I know that he went through a troubling time with him and his family. Um, so big ups to The Rock and... and the Rock, glad to hear you and your family are doing well, that you're recovering from from COVID. And uh, we, as with everything that you do, sir, you will come out even better than uh, than when you started. So there's that. Uh, in the meantime, you know, everyone enjoy All Out this weekend. If you can, stay home. If you can't, wear a mask and, uh, you know, keep staying healthy. And as always and forever. Black Lives Matter. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.